Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Not today, Bubba. Just Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Well, folks, before I break into an obnoxiously loud all right, folks, to get this show started, let me just go ahead and remind you that the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you by Postmates. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a bottle of wine after work, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. That's where Postmates come in. Now, promo code BROBIBLE. That's BROBIBLE. B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E. No space. BROBIBLE. Gets you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. That's promo code Bro Bible for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days postmate that. Hi, folks! Coming to you live. Here we are, back in Adam again. The Brilliantly Dumb Show, episode 49. That is Grace Ibrahim. Behind the glass on the ones and twos, I'm Big Game Bob. This is episode 49. You know, Grace, the good thing about episode 49? It's like we can make this one a shitty one because it's the one before 50. Nobody's going to look down the road, you know, years from now, look back and say, wow, episode 49 of the Brilliantly Dumb Show, that was really something. Episode 50, yes. Episode 49, we could botch this whole thing. We could botch this whole 20-25-minute bit. We may not even have to say anything. Who gives a shit? It's episode 49. But we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that to the friends of the pod here on the Bill and the Dumb Show. We're going to give you nothing but pedal-to-the-metal material, content, wrap-up kind of what's been going on this week. Crazy times here with the coronavirus quarantine still going on even crazier. I mean, you're finding out, we talked about last week, Olympics now shut down. The Masters is postponed. Baseball's postponed. They're talking about the NFL possibly being delayed now. I mean, just absolute madness with everything going on. And just to kind of add to that madness, in the state of Florida, they have officially shut down Greyhound racetracks for good. Now, these racing tracks, I don't know if you folks have ever seen the Greyhound races. These are big, massive, fast dogs that you could bet on. And, you know, one could be confused whether you're at the Kentucky Derby or your local Greyhound track with how big these things are. You might think they're horses. And boy, can they fly. But it was already set to shut down in the state of Florida. The coronavirus kind of expedited this. Now, I'm just going to read a little article here. This is from OnlineGambling.com. Not that I went and searched that in the search bar. If you're listening to this, Mom and Dad, I do apologize about that. But from OnlineGaming.com, last Friday, the Daytona Beach Racing and Card Club announced it was holding its final day of races a little more than a week before it had planned to stop racing. Now, Grace, this is where things really get interesting, but there is now some sort of foundation out there that's trying to find a home for these Greyhound dogs. It's like Michael Jordan playing his last game in Chicago, just not having a home to go to after he retires. The only home he knew was Bull Stadium. And that's kind of the situation these dogs are in now. 
Now, I even saw on Facebook there's a girl from Florida, and I'm not going to mention her name, but she works for some type of clinic that is trying to now get these dogs adopted. And she put on her Facebook post, and I kind of took it personally, and I think anybody that reading it would. She kind of like took a shot at us, the people, for not having adopted enough of these dogs, enough of these big greyhounds. Where she said, you know, I guys, I can't believe we still have 52 of these beautiful dogs from the Daytona racetrack. We have committed to pay for the first year of any of the dog's vet bills as well as food. Please, can we get some of these in your home? And, you know, look, I, I, look, I, I want to find a home for the dogs just as much as you do, Deborah. But excuse me for not just dropping everything and making a commitment to getting one of these dogs in my house. Do you not see the size of them? You don't just adopt a horse for the fuck of it without having a stable. You need you need some type of storage for these things. A queen-size bed is a paw too small for these dogs. I mean, these are big, big dogs. I'm going to be sleeping on the futon while this thing's in my bed. That's a pretty big commitment there, Deborah. I'm not I'm not debating the fact that these dogs are really cute. I think all dogs are cute. But jeez, to come at the people of Florida like that is just I mean, you think and you know, yeah, they're gonna be paying for a year of the food and and the vet work. You think Seabiscuit really needed any type of veterinarian work after it left the stable for good when it was done racing? That thing, Seabiscuit, was fine dining at whatever stable he was in before the Kentucky Derby. These dogs were treated pretty good, okay? Let's not lose sight of that. So once that first year's out the window, that's when the money starts rolling, and that's when you're really going to start just having to hammer away at that bank account to feed these things. I mean, with the size of these dogs, I could feed a porterhouse from Peter Luger's to one of these, and it would spit it right back in my face because it's not cooked enough. Little Rocco wanted his steak charred on the outside, and it's a little too tender on the inside. These are high-maintenance animals we are working with here, Deb. You know, so yes, let's find a home, but let's not shove it down our throats here. And the thing with the Greyhound dog, and if you've seen them race with how fast they are, I want to know, can, can I still get the number for whatever dog that I do get? You know, like I always like betting the three dogs, so if I get the three dog, does it come with the number on it? I think that'd be pretty badass. I'm just taking this thing for a walk around the block, and it looks like we're getting ready to go to a race. I think that'd be pretty badass. I really do. I mean, can you imagine playing fetch with one of these things? That dog would have that tennis ball back in your hands in under four seconds flat. No doubt about it. You imagine the other dogs coming into the local dog park and seeing that you have a greyhound? Even the dogs are going to be like, fuck that. I'm not getting in there. You take my ass on home. I'm not getting in that dog park today. Look at that number three dog just pouncing around there. It's not a bad investment. And I mean, these things' entire lives, they've just been pissing and shitting on the racetrack. Are these things going to be potty trained if I buy one? Will you introduce me to the dog so that the dog knows that, you know, I can be trusted? That he's in good hands? 
Are we going to do a couple icebreakers before I commit to one of these things? I mean, am I just going to have to take it to the race, the local racetrack, when it's got to piss and shit every time for the first couple weeks? It's a big commitment, but folks, if any of you are in the market for a Greyhound, now is your time. See Deborah from West Palm Beach, Florida. Go get yourself a goddamn Greyhound. Good to see these dogs kind of out back into the wild, doing their own thing. That's a positive thing. Another positive thing is we got a lot more action here on the Burnley Dumb Show. Let's keep it on moving on. Well, Grace, this one's good. This is something that I'm, I can't say I'm very proud of, to say the least, but it's something where I, it, it's, you know, for the friends of the pod, they deserve to hear it. You know, I kind of have to say it. I was, I had a company reach out to me, a real estate company, and this guy, he's one of the higher-ups in the real estate company, true story, he tells me, you know, hey, if, if you don't mind, we would love to pay you to make a speech at our next Skype meeting, since with the whole corona going on, you know, everybody's inside, so they're all going to have a big Skype meeting. He said, we do it every week. It'd be really cool if you could be kind of like a motivational speaker. I'm thinking, me? What What, what am I going to fire people up about? Chick-fil-A? You know, I talk about Trader Joe's a lot. You want me to come support Trader Joe's, get people going in and out of the shelves of Trader Joe's? Well, you know, how am I going to really fire them up? What am I, Vince Lombardi? You know, but but at the same time, I got nothing else to do. So, I, I mean, I was all for it. By all means, let it rip. So you'd think for something like this, Grace, they would have you do, you know, maybe like a couple rough drafts. You know, maybe the, the way it was going to work was I was going to record the video and then send it to them, and then they were going to play it in their Skype meeting and say, you know, we, we brought somebody in, a guest speaker today. You know, so I, I was going to go like full just Ray Lewis mode, you know, and just fire the whole fucking place up. But I thought there'd be a couple rough drafts. So I end up sending the speech, and the speech goes, it was like 10 to 15 minutes long they wanted it. I think it ended up going like 13, 14 minutes, I want to say. And I'm in my living room, and I start really getting into it. Like, I'm, I'm, it comes to a point where I'm full-blown screaming. Now, again, it's for a real estate company, but here's where things go south. There was no rough draft. I think they kind of just trusted me so much that they gave me what they wanted me to talk about. And then, you know, I was there to deliver the message. I just wish they would have checked the message because I was saying the name of the wrong company. So this company's RPP Real Estate, and I kept saying PPR. So the entire thing, I'm doing like a full Jordan Belfort thing. Like, if you aren't excited to work for PPR right now, that's not the name of the company. I went full Jordan Belfort. Everything was working except I got the wrong company. It was RPP. And I said, what a time it is right now, folks, to work for PPR. Because regardless of the circumstances of the United States of America, regardless of the economy right now, we here at PPR keep the train chugging along. These people, now I'm not in the Skype, but they had to be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? 
full Jordan Belfort, like I totally just lost my shit in the living room. You know, it, it would be like somebody at McDonald's having a, a team meeting and a sales rep from McDonald's is trying to get you to sell more Whoppers. It's a totally different thing. Everybody in the room would have no idea what, what this guy's talking about. It's like, do we work for Burger King? Wait, well, fuck, Whoppers. How are we going to sell Whoppers? We don't even have them in stock. Yeah, I think he means Big Macs. So I'm thinking, you know, what the hell is going on throughout this whole debacle? One one is left to wonder. It's like the Rolling Stones showing up for a concert in front of 50,000 people and they start playing songs by Queen. It's a totally different thing. It's the Rolling Stones singing it, but it's not their song. So these guys got to be wondering, who the fuck is PPR and who is this guy? You know, they're supposed to be focused on selling real estate and brilliantly dumb comes on to tell them that if you're not fired up to be a part of PPR, then you might as well leave this damn chat. Everybody had to leave. Nobody there works for PPR. Fucking ridiculous. And they paid me. Hold on, folks. Do not go anywhere just yet. I know I'm not going anywhere. Grace Ibrahim definitely isn't going anywhere either. We just have to interrupt this show to let you know that the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you by Postmates. Postmates does anything and everything, but Postmates doesn't just deliver your standard burgers and sushi. They make my life easier. You could send these guys to grocery stores. I've seen a couple at the Staples Center. If you like the Staples Center Cracker Jacks, send your Postmates delivery guide to Section 116 for some Cracker Jacks. They do everything, and now for a limited time, Postmates has given you listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days if you type in promo code BROBIBLE. One word, B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E. That's code BROBIBLE for $100 of free delivery credit. No minimum purchase. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it. Moving on. It was a great speech. Even better if you work for the right company. But it was a great speech, Grace. It's like Donald Trump. Here's another one, Grace, that I just thought of. It's like Donald Trump making a speech to the American people about the state of our economy, but he's showing us Canada's economy numbers. So he's talking to the American people. He's talking to the people. He's just not showing them the right numbers. It's a whole debacle. It's like Robert De Niro showing up on set to The Godfather, but he's using his lines and script from Casino. He's in the right space, just not talking to the right people in that space. And Grace Ibrahim, with that, we keep the brilliantly dumb show here. Moving on. I tell you, Grace, with this quarantine going on, I, I had a physical scheduled, just a basic physical. So I was wondering, I said, is Dr. Montgomery, who's my new doctor now, is he still going to honor this physical? Can you take a rain check on a physical? If I missed it, it's not a big deal. It's not like I have a fever that needs to be treated now. It's a physical. You know, my balls look okay. I feel okay. So I figure if I don't see Dr. Montgomery, we'll reschedule. So I called the office. 
And they actually, what they're doing is, because a lot of people don't want to go in and, you know, be in the, the lobby around people and whatnot, you can actually Skype in. So they say, do you know how to work Skype? I said, do I know how to work Skype? Does Dr. Montgomery know how to work Skype? Doc's pushing like 72 years old. I don't think they had that around in the 60s. Did they have Skype then? Don't worry about me. But no, I, I said, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do a Skype. I mean, might as well. You got to think it's going to be an easier process. So we go to do the Skype. Great. Doctors just can't get out of their own way. I thought because it was now on a Skype, I would accept the call and Dr. Montgomery would be sitting right in front of me on my camera and we could get into things. But no. They put me on the Skype. They basically Skyped me to where I was still sitting in the lobby. So the view that I was getting was the same view that I'd be getting if I went to the doctor's office and had to wait the 20 minutes that they're always going to be late. Dr. Montgomery was late to the Skype call. It's unbelievable. These doctors just can't even get, they can't get out of their own way. My sister got married to a doctor. She's a doctor as well. I thought they were going to show up 15, 20 minutes late to the wedding. I'm serious. I didn't think they would make it to cocktail hour. What is it with doctors and constantly being late and always giving them the benefit of the doubt for it? So I'm sitting there. I got a bed sheet just covering up my junk. I'm in the comfort of my own home, so I figure why not? All he needs to see is my face. And I'm just looking right at the secretary. They're deciding what to order for lunch. Which I've always said, every time I come into the doctor's office, it just so seems that the receptionist at that time is deciding what they want to do for lunch. Which backs the process up another 5-10 minutes. Because you got to wait for them to call Chipotle. They got to take everybody's order. And rather than just tell you just to hold on for a second, they just shut that fucking window on you so you can't even see them. No human-to-human contact while they're ordering their Chipotle. So I'm looking into the screen. I'm, I'm in the lobby. So I'm thinking when I get called in, are they going to pick the laptop up and just walk me behind Dr. Mendelssohn and take me into a new room? It's like the process didn't change at all. From being on Skype. So I finally get in. And it just takes me to a new screen. To all of a sudden I'm just looking at Dr. Mendelssohn. And Dr. Mendelssohn right away. Says to me Robbie you're going to have to go into a new room. The lighting isn't too good in the room that you have. I said well to be quite frank with you doc. The lighting in your office isn't too good either. But I still work through it. So I take this bed sheet that's surrounding my package. I move things over to the living room. And I'm thinking, this is a physical. You know, is, is, is Dr. Mendelssohn's hand just going to come out of the monitor and he's just going to cradle my ball sack to make sure my balls are okay? Is he going to just push me down and bend me over to check if I got scoliosis? You know, and if, if, if we're still going to do things by the book here, and if I'm still going to be have to wait an extra 15 minutes, I better get my dum-dum on the way out. 
There's no way in hell I'm leaving this Skype chat without confirmation and a tracking order for where my dum-dum is. Send two of those things, please. But it was the same process. Absolutely nothing changed whatsoever from the doctor's office experience. It was the same shit. So while I'm going through this checkup, I'm kind of thinking to myself, when it comes time to pay, maybe I just turn my laptop off. Maybe I just shut the whole thing down. Tell them I ran out of juice. I'll see you in a couple months. Put it on my tab. We'll settle up then. You know, I thought maybe throw them off their game. Ask me if they could ask if they could validate my parking stamp. But nothing changed. These doctors, Grace, they just, they can't get out of their own way. Everything stays the same. But in all seriousness, as much as I'd love to call out doctors, gotta just give a huge shout out to all the nurses, doctors out there. I just can't imagine what they're going through right now. I, I said my brother-in-law and sister are doctors and, uh, you know, the, the things that they're seeing right now and just being thrown into the trenches with this whole corona thing going on. You know, you really got to tip the cap to them and, you know, thank them for what they're doing. And with that being said, in the meantime, the Burnley Dumb Show here keeps on moving on. Well, Grace Ibrahim, I do believe it is indeed that time. That time of the show where, on behalf of myself and the friends of the pod listening now, we ask you behind the glass there, just for a little bit of a drum roll. C.S. Bob segment week by week, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday. We tell you fine folks, file on into the DMs, slide on into those DMs however you come in, just hold me to it, ask a question to be submitted for the Ask Bob segment portion of our show. Holding me to it this week and asking a question is David Henley of Long Beach, California. We may have a surfer bro on our hands here, Grace Ibrahim. Long Beach, California, home of the fish taco. For those of you who don't know that, um, Henley would like to know, Bob, I've heard you on a previous podcast talk about the most five likable athletes in sports. Who would you say is your least favorite athlete? Oh, boy. How about Henley here just going for some dirt here? Asking Big Bob to dish a little dirt on an athlete. Um, I hate to go from a negative standpoint, David. I don't think I could list them. Uh, I'll give you a guy that I've had a run in. I think I've said before that I'm just not a big fan of A-Rod at all. Can't stand Alex Rodriguez. I think he gets way too much credit as a Yankee than than he deserves. Because I don't consider him a true Yankee. But that's besides the point. Um, I'll give you... I, I'll dish a little hotel story for you. I mean, shit, we got nothing else to do. We're here. We're quarantined in. We watched as many Netflix movies as we possibly could have. Why not dish a little story here? That's what I'm going to do. I'm working at the hotel one day. And and mind you, we get a lot of these athletes, actors, whatever it may be. But what I like to do is if there was a certain athlete or someone that I wanted to know about, I would go out to either the doorman or the valet, the guys who have been working there for 20, 30 years and met all of these people, they'll tell you what they're going to be like because 9 out of 10 of them have already interacted with that person for years. 
So 99% of the time, if they say somebody's an asshole, they're probably going to be right. If they say somebody's a bad tipper, they're probably going to be right. If they say somebody's great, really nice guy, like CeCe Sabathia, Will Smith, all those good guys, they're right. They end up being the nicest guys alive. So we had someone staying in. I went out to the valet, and I asked them what the deal is with Cam Newton. And Grace, I shit you not, every single valet person just shook their heads. And one of my favorite, the best guys out there who doesn't speak really good English, it's it's very, you know, it's got a lot of Spanglish involved. He goes, no, 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 heavy. No, está no bueno. Está no bueno. And just keeps shaking his head. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, Newton's got to be, you know, just a disaster. Maybe they caught him on a bad day or... So I'm working, and I had to go into the elevator to go up a couple floors. I go into the elevator, sitting right there is Cam Newton in the elevator, sure enough. Big fella. Real subtly, all I did, I'm clearly working for the hotel. I just said, hi, Mr. Newton, how are you today? And put my head back down. So now the elevator's going up, and I got my head just down on the floor, and I, I can feel Cam Newton looking at me. I don't see it in my peripheral, but I could literally feel him looking at me. And I look up, and I see him, and he's looking right at me. And he goes, you don't know me. And I was taken aback, so I said, uh, no, Mr. Newton, not, not personally, I don't. He goes, so why would you say hello? And I, I was in shock, so I looked at him, I said, I, I look, Mr. Newton, I said, I apologize, it won't happen again. I put my head back down, he walked off the elevator, ever since I have rooted against the Carolina Panthers, harder than you could ever believe. I called my dad right after, because I was so rattled by it, and my dad said, Robbie, I will root against that guy for the rest of his career. And you know, a, a lot of these guys... You got to give them the benefit of the doubt. You might have caught them on a bad day. I get that. I take that into account. Cam Newton could be a great guy. But to go out of the way to be that rude and that much of an asshole is a totally different ballgame. I mean, it would have taken so much less effort from him just to say hi back than to go off into that little rant there. You don't know me. So, I I mean, you got to put Cam Newton on the board there. And look, I hate to bash the guy, but, you know, it's true. How could you be that much of a jackass? I clearly work for the hotel. It's a very subtle hello. I'm not asking the guy to sign my shoes, you know. Got to be better than that, Cam. Got to treat the people right. But again... Could be a good guy. I don't know. Not a good first impression of Cam Newton or the valet guys. No, no, heavy. No, está no bueno. I was like, oh, fuck. So, yeah, there he is. Sorry to dog you a little bit there, Cam. Best of luck to you wherever you go. He since has been released by the Carolina Panthers. Definitely not a friend of the pod there. You all are if you made it this long. Thank you. For being a part of this episode 49, happy to have you folks. We're coming in hot Friday. We got episode 50, little milestone episode. We got to figure of some sort of way to make this special. But folks, as always, thank you very much. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Brilliantly Dumb Show. 
This is presented to you by my good friends at Bro Bible. We will see you Friday, folks. Take care now.